Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome again to another edition of the Student Ministry Matters podcast. I'm Dan Carson, the Director of Student Ministry Matters. We're thrilled that you've chosen to download and listen as we continue the conversation about student ministry. Now, tonight we're going to be talking about books, about their value in student ministry for those of us who are in it, growing and the importance thereof, but also putting good resources in front of our students. But before we get to that, I want to thank our podcast partner, Central Baptist College of Conway. Now, if you have a student who is trying to figure out those next steps, where should they go to school? What should they do? have them check out cbc.edu. Central Baptist College has been impacting lives for decades with a Christ-focused education. Maybe you're a, a student yourself. You are needing to finish up that degree in ministry and biblical studies. Central Baptist College is a great place to do that. So let me just encourage you to reach out to cbc.edu. As we talk about the value of good books in ministry, Tonight on the podcast, I'm going to be sharing an interview I had with Aaron Bauer. Aaron is the event sales coordinator for 10 of those. Aaron and his wife Jody live in the Chicagoland area and have five children, ages 7, 9, 11, 13, and 15. And before working for 10 of those, Aaron served as a pastor for music. He enjoys being with his family, books, and sports. Well, Aaron, thanks for being on the podcast with us. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks, Dan. I, I'm really excited to be here. You know, one of the great things is having people on from other parts of the country and to help our listeners get to know you a little bit better. I've got a couple of questions that I, I'd love to throw at you. The first is, I know that you're from the Chicagoland area, and I've had a chance to visit a couple of times up that way and, and had some of the Chicago-style pizza, so I've got to ask, where is the best place to get Chicago-style pizza? <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is uh, a question that you're not always going to get agreement on. So right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're asking. But uh, for me and my family, we are going to Lou Melnati's. That is a winner for us. Uh, every ingredient is just about perfect. So, uh, you know, there's others that uh, that are good, but that's the winner for us. Okay. Well, that was not one of the two that I expected. Uh, I think the, let's see, is it Gino's and Gusano's up there? Yeah, you've probably heard of Gino's and Giordano's. Giordano's, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's yeah. it, that's it. Well, I have some friends from, <laughs> from that area, and they actually have their pizza shipped from Giordano's, shipped down to Arkansas so that they can have a taste of that Chicago style. But what was the name that you mentioned? 
Yeah, Lou Melnati's. Okay. Lou, Lou, Lou Melnati's Pizzeria. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, the other one is in your bio, you mentioned you like sports. So I got to ask, what are your your favorite sports and what are your favorite teams that you watch? Yes, sir. Uh, so I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And so being, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit of a uh, transplant here in Chicagoland. And so I cheer for the Packers, Brewers, and Bucks. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You're in you're in harsh territory, I yeah, believe. Enemy, enemy territory gets yeah. a little rough sometimes. <laughs> well, again, Aaron, thank you so much for being here. Um, you know, we're we're all about ministry here, and so how are you serving in your local church now? I know that at one point you were a worship pastor. Now you're with ten of those. Um, what's that look like for you and your family serving in your local church? Yeah, so. Um, we still have opportunities here and there to be involved in music, and I try to serve doing that whenever possible. One of the one of the areas that we actually do that in, we've been blessed to be a part of a f- kind of family Sunday school where the the entire family is there, uh, and so we have a kind of a nice music time during that that I've been able to participate in and. And be involved in. That's great. I, being a family pastor over this last decade, I've really taken a closer look at family ministry and the best ways for it to work together. And so I'm always fascinated by those type of things. Well, we're talking about books on this podcast. Uh, Ten of those is a is a company that we're going to hear more about as we get closer to the end of the podcast. But that's who Aaron works with. And so we want to ask some questions about books. Um, as student ministry workers, it's real important that we spend time reading and learning and growing, and there are all sorts of ways out there. So let me ask you this first question about that area, Aaron. In a world of video and blogs and podcasts, why is it important for student ministry workers and others to build a library and to invest in in books? Yeah, uh, that's a that's a great question. I think... Um, because there are so many voices, there are so many places that, uh, that kids are getting, um, their information from. It's great to have, um, resources that are solid and on the shelf, um, Mm, a place that they can go to, um, that's always there. Uh, and if we're building a, a library, filled with good resources that keep to the Bible, hopefully then it becomes a trusted resource. Um, I think blogs and videos and, and, the, and the like come and go so quickly. Uh, but I think there's something about uh, a library, something about books, especially if we know it's a trusted resource, um, that just feels a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, it kind of spans time a little bit more. And so uh, I think it's great, even if it's just your office as a youth ministry worker for a, a, a teenager to come in and see, uh, these are the books, these are the influences on my life um, in many ways. And uh, to be able to see that I have someone who cares for me, who cares about truth, and I can see it on his wall. Mm, that's great. You know, I we were doing an interview a, a little while back with a with a youth pastor who had 
worked with college students as well, and he was sharing that his youth pastor gave him a copy of an A.W. Tozer book and said, here, read this. But that was, the kid was like 12 or 13 when he got it. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's (laughs) kind of heavy reading. (laughs) So that's, that's good reading too, though. (laughs) It is, it is, you know, it's, it it is hard um, to go wrong with stuff like that. But man, that's, that's going to make a student kind of scratch their head at times and but that's good that's great to make them do it you know yeah. you know in a in a world where christian bookstores especially on the local level are drying up i mean up here in northwest arkansas we finally have we have a new christian bookstore because lifeway went out of business uh family mm-hmm. christian went out of business um another local well, a couple of local ones just faded away and that's hard, you know, as, as somebody who serves in the church, it's hard to watch that happen. Um, but it leaves with this good question, because before you could always go in and you could ask uh, an employee and say, hey, listen, I'm looking for a book in this, and you could get a response. So how do we go about picking good books now when we're in this type of environment? Yeah, I'll answer that. Uh, but that does touch on uh, something that we love to do, actually, uh, at 10 of those. We love making book recommendations. So even though you're not in the store with us, um, you know, we do have a, a chat function on our website, 10 and and uh, people email us all the time looking for uh, a good book recommendation. So really, I <laughs> I had to fill, uh, fit that in there. Oh, certainly. Uh, since, you, since you kind of mentioned it. But yeah, yeah I mean, uh, how do you go about picking good books today? Because uh, you go to uh, a website like uh, Amazon and you're a click away from uh, heresy uh, at times, <laughs> <Yep>. unfortunately. <laughs> so... Um, you know, what we like to say is uh, two really main, main things. Does it hold to the Bible and does it point people to Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can be listening to something uh, that you heard on the radio or, you know, a, a video that you see on YouTube and, oh, he sounded pretty good um, and his book is cheap, so maybe I should get that. Um, but <laughs> Um, I think it really is important. Um, it, it requires effort um, on our part to see that the the author or the teacher that we're reading is making effort uh, themselves to teach the Bible. Um, and there's there are so many things out there that um, look like they might be Christian. Um, even bestsellers uh, that right. look like they are Christian, um, that maybe slap a Bible verse on something here and there, but aren't really teaching what the Bible says. And so when I say uh, we're looking for things that hold to the Bible, that's what I mean, that they're explaining what the Bible has to say and not and not putting what they want to say into it. Um, so we recommend that you um, ask people that you trust uh, about what kinds of books they're reading, what kinds of books they recommend, what they think are good publishers, um, and that uh, the things that you read um, prioritize uh, the priorities of the Bible. Um, and of course, we we always want to say that um, 
that p- people's uh, reading of good books should should never come at the expense of of reading the Bible. So mm, yeah. uh, we need yeah. to know the Bible and um, spend a lot of time reading and studying the Bible. And and if we're doing that, then that's going to help us discern um, how to pick good books as well. Wow, that's that's fantastic. And and I love that you shared with us about that chat option, um, being able to. <laughs> Talk to somebody when you when you can't reach a staff member at your church. You know you can't reach the pastor. Is this good or not? And um, everything that I've seen f- come from you guys is just solid. And so I, I would imagine that there's a process that you go through, and we'll talk about that. I'm sure in a minute. Yeah. Uh, but you know, picking the right books is is a challenge. It was hard enough when you'd go into a Christian bookstore and <laughs> um, try to see this the shelves, but now that Amazon it ends up being a, a a source for a lot of those things, and you punch in something like church, and then boom, psh, tons of choices. So yeah. I appreciate that points to the Bible and and points to what God believes are the priorities in life. Well, you know, we got to ask some more questions about um, building our library and thinking about those terms. So. If I am looking to start my own my own little library, not not necessarily where people can check things out, but as somebody who is in student ministry or in ministry in general, what are some books that they need to have as a part of their own library? What are some choices there, Aaron? Sure. Um, you know, I always tell everybody to, um, especially if you're just starting out, to make sure that you have a good study Bible. Um, a study Bible can be just a wealth of resource all in one, you know, big solid book that can right. be on your desk. Usually a lot of footnotes to explain things, uh, introductions to each book of the Bible that a lot of times in today's study Bibles are just gold. So um, I do recommend uh, the ESV study Bible. Um the, uh, the a Crossway also has one called the Gospel Transformation Bible, which is very good and I think very accessible to the average person or maybe somebody starting out in youth ministry. And I really like the MacArthur Study Bible as well. Um, just really solid notes. Um, I'd also recommend, you know, obviously you can go out and you can get a um, a, uh, a commentary on every book of the Bible and really dig in deep. But um, I recommend trying to find some sort of single volume or maybe two volume Bible commentary so that um, you're getting a good overview of things and maybe isn't digging in uh, as deep as, as, a, as a commentary about an individual book, but you're getting a good overview commentary of the entire Bible. Warren Wiersbe has a two-volume set that is uh, very good. Um, And then as a youth ministry person, um, you're going to be probably teaching from the Gospels a lot. J.C. Ryle has a very good seven-volume set on the Gospels. It's just really um, excellent teaching, uh, very accessible to the everyday person. And um, if you're going to be, you know, get, digging into those gospels, those are very helpful. Uh, and then you're going to want something probably that um, that just kind of gives you uh, a general uh, overview of the entire uh, um, Bible, just to understand its entire message. Um, so uh, there's a book called uh, God's 
big picture um, that we always recommend at 10 of those. Um, oh, the name of the author is escaping me. Uh, God's Big Picture by Vaughn Roberts. So that's a really good volume, uh, just kind of uh, taking you through and helping you to understand the, the storyline of the Bible. Um, and then maybe one other, uh, you know, I think that a, a youth uh, pastor, a youth minister uh, just needs to be thinking theologically, uh, starting to stretch themselves if they haven't been doing that already. I think Knowing God by J.I. Packer is a great place to start. You, you mentioned A.W. Tozer. Um, that's also really good. Uh, so I, I, those are kind of the, the ways that I'd start to build my library. You know, it's real easy for those of us in student ministry to be about doing things. <laughs> and so we don't read enough as a general rule. I know, there are, I know there are exceptions, exceptions to those that are listening right now. Uh, but as a general rule, we, we're like, we got to do this. We got to get this ready or this activity or, you know. And so I certainly appreciate um, some just some real solid recommendations there about what we need as when we start our library, you know, just kind of, I love the, the ESV study Bible is fantastic. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, when we're looking at books, you know, we also want to be thinking about our students. Um, but Aaron, I think you, you may have something else you want to add there. Yeah. I was just going to say too, in, in building a, a library, you know, I recommend, um, as much as you can, obviously, we have maybe a, a specific topic that we really need to, to bone up on at some point, but to try to stay away from uh, trendy topics as much as you can, mm. um, you're going to yeah. get a lot of those books when you go to the, the next conference, you know, and they'll give those kind of books to you for free. But if you're really wanting to build something that's going to last, trying to to stick to good um, materials that you're going to be able to study from and uh, be and be able to use for your teaching. Man, that is that is a great word. I know that as I look through my shelf over the 30 years of ministry that I've been in, uh, I think, okay, why did I buy that? <laughs> <laughs> and it was good at the time, but now it's passed. And you're right, good, solid, timeless truth is always going to be applicable. And right. so. Well, you know, as as I mentioned, um, talking about students, uh, one of the things that we're trying to do is also to get books in the hands of our students, get them reading, get them focused in on Scripture um, and in biblical thought. And so, what what would you recommend for us to to share with our students? Sure. Um, so there, you know, there's a few books that uh, come to mind just really quickly. The first one that um, that you may not have heard of is a book called Genuine. We actually have it at tenofthose.com. And uh, it's just um, a, a very interesting book that takes us um, through six teenagers in the Bible and uh, what it means as a teenager to live for Jesus. Um, you know, it's very easy to get lost in um, so much of a of what the world is doing. Um, but what does it mean to really live for Jesus? And uh, so that's a, a really good a good place to start, I think, for uh, teenagers. Uh, I'd recommend things uh, that might help them learn how to dig into the Bible. So uh, for a teenage girl, I might 
recommend uh, a book called Head, Heart, Hands, which is just kind of a, a devotional book that takes uh, girls through Matthew. And then on the on the boys' side, Dig Into Matthew is another um, book that kind of devotionally teaches a, a student how to study. Um, but then some other uh, books that I think might be really helpful, um, Thoughts for Young Men by J.C. Ryle. Um, just really, um, really accessible to uh, both young and old, I think. Very understandable, but everything that, uh, that he put down on paper in the late 1800s is just still helpful today. So Thoughts for Young Men. Um, Disciplines of a Godly Young Man. I, I know this is uh, two uh, guy books in a row here, but um, that's uh, also a very helpful if we're talking about um, maybe if you're wanting to disciple a teenager. And uh, then, you know, I encourage, um, you know, you mentioned something similar to this, uh, maybe uh, uh, raising the bar uh, with your teens. I was in a youth group where our youth pastor wasn't afraid to teach us uh, some of the deeper truths of the Bible and uh, get into some deeper theology. And um, he stretched us to the level he wanted us to, to, to go. Mm-hmm. And That's so um, some, some of the other uh, things that you think your teenagers might not be capable of, one, one that just came to mind uh, earlier today was Kevin DeYoung's Taking God at His Word. It's just kind of uh, a, a basic intro to the Bible, how we got it, why we can trust it. We know about its inerrancy. And um, books like that, Tozer, like you mentioned, um, why not put um, uh, Soul Winner by Spurgeon in front of your teenagers and and encourage them in their evangelism at school and in their neighborhood, things like that. Stretch them a little bit. Uh, (laughs) So those would be some of my recommendations to to get your students reading. And maybe one other, uh, uh, Pilgrim's Progress, uh, second, ah, second yeah. most, second most sold uh, book in history. Right. And, uh, uh, just, I know that there are many who, once they've read this book, want to read it over and over again. So Pilgrim's Progress, I'd recommend as well. You know, we think about our students and we think, well, they're not ready for this or ready for that. They have to learn algebra, biology, physics, chemistry. Um, I think they can handle uh, the the more complicated, you know, we might refer to it, uh, complicated things of Scripture. And so let's not be afraid to, to share some, some good, heavy stuff with them yeah. and challenge them in that way. Right. And that doesn't mean that we can't still have fun and we can't still be relatable to them. But you bet. Um, I think many uh, youth workers will find that once they once they go deeper with their students, their students will not want to go back. Mm, that's good. That's good. Well, Aaron, um, you know, we've talked about it, kind of talked around it. You're with 10 of those.com. Yeah. And I would love to for you to share a little bit more with our listeners about that ministry. I had the opportunity to be at Sing. I believe it was the Sing of 2019 and just really kind of exposed to 10 of those with the bright yellow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so tell us a little bit about the ministry. Well, yeah, thank you. Uh, Ten of those was started in the UK about 15 years ago, um, and it uh, it got the name because at first, in order to, 
to kind of keep prices low, you were required to buy um, at least 10. So kind of a bulk pricing thing. Uh, but now, uh, you know, you can you can buy any quantity that you want. And, and we always say that uh, that still the more that you buy, the cheaper that it gets. Um, so um, we we are all about getting accessible and affordable books out. Um, but I, uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, we really desire to see uh, good books that uh, keep to the Bible and point people to Jesus uh, into the hands of as many readers as possible. So we, we handpick everything that we uh, sell from across uh, the uh, Christian publishers, um, and we discount all of it so that more books are able to, to go out. Um, we do uh, have a website that I've mentioned several times, 10ofthose.com. And uh, we also um, really focus on different events. So like you mentioned that we are, um, w- that you, you ran into us at Sing when we were running the conference bookstore there. We do large events like that and, and others, but we also like to do smaller events. So um, maybe your church does a, a women's retreat each year. Um, that's the kind of thing that we love to to come to, or maybe just on a Sunday morning, you would love your congregation to be um, uh, impacted by uh, seeing a lot of good books, and so we'll show up with an entire bookstore, uh, just uh, set up tables and bring all of the books and and uh, make a few recommendations, and then have the books available. Uh, after your services are over. So that's the kind of thing that we love to do. Um, we love to recommend good books. Um, and you can, you can always connect with us as well on social media. Um, our, uh, our handle is 10 of those USA, and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, of course. Um, so yeah, what, I don't know what else you want me to tell you, but, uh, that's a little bit about 10 of those. No, Aaron, that is great. I love hearing about the ministry. I love hearing about the origin, why it's even called 10 of Those. I love hearing about a name. That's always yeah. fun. You know, um, 10 of Those is one of our our sponsors and one of our, our friends for our Student Ministry Workers Retreat that'll be coming up on September 11th of 2021. And so um, they have a, a gift for you if you're one of the attendees there that'll be in your goodie bag. And so I'm excited to share that and been so excited to have Aaron with us on the podcast today. Um, remember that we want to put good resources in front of our students, but we need to be building ourselves up, being a lifetime learner, and that involves reading. So don't be afraid of those books. <laughs> Go to places like 10 of those and, and other resources and read and learn and grow. And we do all these things because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.